Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chris Talks Games. As always, I'm Chris, and I'm going to talk about games, and today's episode is something new, something quite special, actually. Um, it's off the back of um, our time at EGX. Um, myself and Game Junkies were actually given access to a review code of a game, so yeah, today we're going to be doing a review, which is pretty cool. But it's first time as always, let's start off with some news. Okay, first up. Quite a big news story that happened in the last couple of weeks is around Bayonetta 3. Um, Helena Taylor, the original Bayonetta voice actress, um, posted a series of, videos, series of videos on Twitter actually calling for fans of the Bayonetta series to boycott Bayonetta 3. Um, quite a big, big thing, and it did get quite a lot of attention. Like, I think her video's got 9 million views. Um, and... To explain the process of, I think, actually go back to the start, Platinum Games said that due to various overlapping reasons, Helen Taylor didn't return to voice Bayonetta in Bayonetta 3. Um, so it has instead gone to Jennifer Hale, who is a very much experienced voice actress, so she has taken over as Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta 3. Um, but Helen Taylor decided to tell her side of the story, breaking an NDA in the process. Um... But she claimed that she had to re-audition for the role, which she says perfectly natural in the voice acting thing, especially if they're aging the character up or um, any different circumstances. But yeah, she said that she was offered the part and she was offered a really low fee for it. Um, and then after negotiation, she said she was offered $4,000 to do the voice work for it, which she thought was unacceptable and um, not where it should be. Um so she actually called for game for gamers to boycott Bayonetta three. Um in subsequent videos she go quite in on Jeff Hale saying that she respects Jeff Hale but she has no right to call herself the voice of Bayonetta or kind of stuff like that. So she's very passionate about the character of Bayonetta. Um but it, after a couple of things came out and it uh, some reports came out it actually works out that um, Helena Taylor was actually offered three to four dollars per session for the voice record, voice acting, and there's going to be four or five sessions. So Helena Taylor pointed out or painted the picture that she was going to be offered four thousand dollars for the entire game, which appears not to be the case from reports and people who know details about the deal that was offered. Um, so yeah, she was actually offered three to four thousand dollars per session. There was going to be about four or five sessions in the planning, so it would have been twenty fifteen to twenty thousand dollars rather than the four thousand dollars she reported. So I don't know whether it's a miscommunication or loss in translation between Japanese and English, but it certainly wasn't the um the uh way it sounded in terms of 
um, or as bad as it sounded in her first videos. Um, I think they did say that apparently she did argue about that she wanted a higher fee and she wanted residuals from the games, so she wanted like any like a cut of the proceeds or profits, um, which is very rare to get in voice acting, I believe. So yeah, she um, was unsuccessful with that. And her boycott doesn't seem to have worked, especially once the details came up. Um, cause it seems to have brought a lot of attention to the fact that Bayonetta 3 is coming out very soon. At the time of recording is out in the next week. Um, and since her videos, it's actually shot up a lot of pre-order charts. So it seems to have given the game a boost rather than um, applied her desires to um, to boycott it. Um, and the other thing is very interesting is once people pointed out and started asking about the fact that it's per session rather than for the whole game, she seemed quite hesitant to talk about that and kind of wanted to move on. Um, so I get the feeling it might have been a loss in translation thing. Um, cause she did say she got a friend to write to Platinum Games in Japanese about returning to voice Bayonetta. Um... So it might be that somewhere in the translation it got missed, the per session bit got missed. But, um, but yeah. Hello Taylor seems a bit bitter that she wasn't back as Bayonetta because she didn't get the terms she was after. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting to see that kind of blow up and the fact that she did break an NDA in the process as well is kind of interesting. Um, David has moved to raise her profile because a lot of people saying if you look at her CV Bayonetta is pretty much the only thing on there um, so she's not really done a great deal of voice acting so um, well there's bitterness that it didn't work out and they went for someone else for Bayonetta there's a potential thing there but um, yeah it does seem to have had a positive effect on Bayonetta 3 and the fact that more people are aware it's coming out and pre-ordering it so It'll be interesting to see how it sells. I don't think Benetta 3 is going to be insane seller. I don't think it's going to be like a 10 million plus seller. Um, I think 1 to 2 million is kind of where people were seeing it in terms of sales. But I think this could maybe push up to like 2 to 3 million. Um, but it'd be great to see Benetta make some kind of big impact on Switch. Especially if there's the rumoured Switch effect where games seem to sell better on Switch. But yeah, some totally, uh, some interesting stuff and um, made some conversations about voice actors' rages and stuff like that. So um, it's kind of good on that front because it made people aware and kind of think about what people were paid for their for their work on voicing video game characters. So so yeah, that is kind of I think it's kind of wrapped up now because Helen Taylor said she wants to move on. Jeff Hale did a statement saying that she wishes everyone well. Um, that she hopes everyone can resolve something or well, resolve everything amicably. So, so yeah, that is uh, interesting to see. Um, but yeah, hopefully Bayonetta 3 does live up to the hype because I think a lot of people are getting excited. A lot of previews have come out and said it's really good. Um, yeah, so next week we get to get our hands on the game and see how it goes. Uh, next bit of news, and there's only going to be two news stories this week, really. Um, Konami actually had a big event this week, and 
they've not been that prolific with their game releases recently. They've started doing a few more. For a few years, they were, were very much concentrating on their pachinko business and kind of like slot machines and stuff like that. So, um, so kind of making their money that way. But they have started diving into games a bit more. And they had a Silent Hill transmission this week. And it wasn't without its problems. Like, I think their YouTube kind of spoiled it. There's going to be three things revealed. Didn't have titles or anything, but kind of spoiled it. There's three things being announced. And instead of a live stream launch or premiere, they did it as a video demand launch by accident. So people could skip across, skip ahead and see what was... um. What was um, coming up, which kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit. But um, Konami don't often do digital presentations, but it's quite new for them. And they did announce three Silent Hill games. Um, not going to go as far to say new, because one is a remake. Um, so yeah, uh, first one was Silent Hill 2 Remake. They're looking to remake that. It's Blue Team, the people who did the medium doing it. Um I first time we'll voice a bit of concern because Blue Team's medium was kind of like a average kind of game, but a lot of people are saying it's the story to kind of let it down. So the fact they're remaking Silent Hill um, could mean that because the story's already in place and it's quite a good story, it's just literally rebuilding and reworking the game. It did come up at the end, it was a PlayStation console exclusive, so. Uh, it's unclear whether it's a timed exclusive or whether it is only coming on to PlayStation. Um, if it is a PlayStation exclusive, it could potentially throw fuel in Microsoft's court about the Activision takeover, Activision Blizzard takeover. Um, to know, so you're concerned about going Call of Duty going exclusive eventually. Um, so yeah, it could be interesting to see how. That plays out with Microsoft's arguments. If Sony are paying to make other games exclusive to them, um, but it's an interesting thought on that situation. Uh, the second game they announced is Titan Hill Townfall. Not much got announced by about this really, um, but the trailer looked pretty, pretty intriguing, pretty interesting. There's like a lot of footage on a beach. And then the third game is one called Silent Hill F. Um, this one's really interesting, creepy trailers. There's lots of plants and reeds growing and kind of creepers. And um, so I think the enemy might... Because I don't know about Pyramid Head was... The enemy in Silent Hill 2 might be like this flower girl. Could be the enemy because at the end of the trailer there's like a girl who um, has been overcome by flowers and then kind of... Yeah, it's kind of creepy and kind of cool to watch, but um, I think Tony Hill has got stuff to do, something to do with flowers, to be fair. Um, yeah, that is going to be my two bits of news for this week, and I'm going to join, I'll be joined by Matt from Game Junkies shortly to do our review of our game of the week. Okay, guys, so... Um on to the main part of the show and my first ever review so yes um thanks to the lovely guys at thunderful games and coat sync we received a review copy of 
review code for um, Last Hero of Nostalgia, which uh, is a indie game, very, very cool. Um, but before we go into much details, I want to introduce my um, my co-host from a sister show, uh, Matt from Game Junkies, who also got a review code. So, hello, Matt. Hello. Yes, so... We both played this game at EJX. We had the awesome um, booth tour by Jack. It was it was fun. Yes. It was fun. This was the first one we were given as well, wasn't it, ironically? Yeah, the first game we got to try out. And to be fair, it is the first one drew out, to be fair. It the is. The other one drew out until next year that it we is. played. Um, enjoyed it. Died a lot. We'll get into that in a minute. We'll get, we'll... <laughs> yeah, he's given his review already. He's summing up already. Died <laughs> yeah. a lot on it. Um, but I'll probably talk about what you played. You are on my list <laughs> again, <laughs> right? Um, the the game is well. We're gonna go into it obviously, but yeah. but I'm well. I'll break down a little bit as we go forward. But overall, for an indie game, loved it. I love indie games, indie games, obviously. But this is the. I mean, first of all, to get a review code for it was was amazing. And as yeah, you said, thank you to Thunderful Games for um, getting us these really good in the third place. You guys are amazing. Hope to do more work with you in the future. Um, feel free um, to follow them at Thunderful Games on Twitter. Yes. Um, so, yes, last year of Nostalgia. Um, Confusing name, because I keep saying Nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, it, it is kind of a play on the word Nostalgia, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Basically, you play the last hero who um, is in a world where the narrator and like the villain hates pixels, basically. Yeah. And hates everything pixelated. And you are the most pixelated thing ever. You are literally a stick man made out of square pixels. And it is so... Adorable. Yes, Adorable. <laughs> it's... I've never done a game be so aware of itself and kind of... You've never played Stanley Powerball, so... I know, to be fair, but... But Stanley Powerball is very, very much echoed in this game. Yeah. As Jack was saying to us at the time, obviously, as you may have heard yeah. in the um, interview on Game Nuggets a few weeks ago, um, they lent on a lot of tropes. Yeah. And that's good, because I like a game that can make fun of itself. And... There are times in that game which it really does load both barrels and basically turn the, the shotgun on itself. But that's a good thing. But it's just it's, so tongue-in-cheek, so kind of... Very meta. Like, well, the first thing you do is a customization screen and your character is a stick figure, so you yeah. can change the slide as much as you want. It makes not a jot of difference. And that's something which goes which harks back to every game nowadays. I mean, you look at all these amazing games like... Shadow of Mordor, Skyrim, all these amazing games going back decades now. All the different, all the sliders. FIFA has sliders now. <laughs> okay, amount of sliders that people just like, like hit, 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 hit. Amount of people who just spend hours in a custom creator, and I do. Did the same thing on Mass Effect. Mass Effect Andromeda. You spend hours on that, and you put a helmet on his head, so he can't see it. <laughs> Or oh, it's first person. So what's the point of doing it in the first place? <laughs> it's like the WWE game. We were great creator and wrestler. They spend, well, how, you spend hours on I spend hours on them, don't I? I go back and I tweak it from here now and then as well, don't I? Yeah. This, 
is absolutely... You, you, you think, like, well, surely one of them must change it. You think, oh, it doesn't, sort of thing. And then when you exit it, it takes... It, it actually put, what, bachelor character? I'm like, oh... But the narrator, oh, the narrator is so self-aware. He did most mm-hmm. remind me of the narrator from Sandy Powerball, and oh, God, he's amazing. He's so sarcastic. I want to slaughter him with an axe. But I think that because it wants to, it, that's the plan. I must confess, haven't finished the game. No. Um, but you're playing through it on your channel, of course, so. Yeah, so I've only got one video up so far, but yeah, it is kind of very much a... Souls-like game, uh, Jack, from when we had the tour around the booth, was saying that it's a Souls-like you never want, you never needed. We never knew we needed it. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's, it's a Souls game. I, self-profess, is my first Souls-like game I've played. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really sure what I was letting myself in for, um, but I enjoyed what I played at Ajax, and I think I managed to f- get a feel for the genre quite quickly. Um, I think I said I got quite far into the demo at EGX which is cool um, but yeah it's, so I got, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a game that you expect to die quite a bit in yeah um, most um, Soulsborne games like, are like that and Souls-like so they're like that um, for me um, I was quite impressed that despite the uh, the uh, the low death style of it it's designed to be that style and like, and that's really really cool. The combat actually is very very souls like. It's and I'm not just saying that like it's similar. It's almost exactly the same. And that's not that's not me being disrespectful. It's being highly complimentary. It's taking something that works and building Absolutely. on it. And they did say they did start with the combat and worked around it. So mm. the combat is the core of the game's yeah. mecha- game's mechanics. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, you, know, you start we start with a rapier and a and a shield. And the good thing, and you can swap them out on the fly. You can't do that in Dark Souls 1. Yeah. I don't know about Dark Souls 2 and 3, but you can't just swap them out. You've got to go into the menu, change what you've got, and so on and so forth. Um, I personally went for a source error, because every single class you can have in this game is a play on something to do with technology. Yeah. So I was a data then. Mm-hmm. Not a paladin, a data then, yes. But they do kind of have their own... Separate things, I know. They were in classes, with the sorcerer, yeah. you can fire spells. We don't get that with the no. with the data ten. No, but there's certain things the data ten could do. Yeah. That sorcerer can't, for example. So that's a really cool thing. Is that even though you can't change your, you got a lot in the character creator, you can select your class. That does it does impact the gameplay. It does impact the gameplay. And I, I don't know. It's the fact we're in a different class. Found how we found the early stages of the game because I managed to get through. A fair chunk of the game mm-hmm. as a data in, whereas I think as a sorcery, maybe found it a bit more. I struggled a little bit more, but I, was, I had I had healing magic. I don't know if you had healing. Yeah, I had three healing. Okay, well, I had three as well, but I could also fire. Uh, I believe it was called. Um, oh God, access! I could fire, I could fire access magic basically at yeah. things, which is which is which was cool. Um, there was. A lot to like in the uh, in the combat for sure. Um, it's just so smooth. Uh, it it, it you got complete free reign as well. So lock on is the best way to fight for yeah. sure. 
But at the same time, it's completely free-flowing as well, so you can do that and you can swing out of it as well, so it's not so much a problem. Um, I was playing a bit more of it last night, and as I last night I realised that you could add things from inventory to your item wheel. So that's on me for not exploring that a bit more yeah. thoroughly. Um, so you, you can like you can have like herbs and things at your disposal. And the good thing about herbs is that it keeps increasing your health slowly but surely, it's not immediately. Until you get hit, I think. Until you get hit. Uh, but that's but that's fine. That's that I expect that sort of thing. Um I I had a lot of fun I've had a lot of fun with this. For sure. Yeah. I think the visual style is really great because it is kind of mm. cell shaded to a degree, but it looks beautiful. Like, it's not oh. a jagged cell shade. It's, no. like it's got smooth and kind of... It's, 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 it's shaded in the way that you see it and you recognise things. Yeah. You, it's very way you're like, okay, this is absolutely something. I mean, I put it out with, like, feel like the candles yeah. and things. Yeah, literally 2D sprites. Mm-hmm. Then again, when you go out the slightest more, when you go outside the initial castle for the first time mm-hmm. and you got all the trees and they're very kind of it's a very distinct art style they're very cubist so you got like I've got the cubist yeah like big like cubes for the boughs and the leaves and everything so but that's really, but it that's actually really cool. gorgeous that's and like we look out into the sound of the moon the moon's a massive square in the sky that was so that, that is literally like a huge pixel and I I thought I love that yeah. And it is just like, it is a really beautiful game in its own way to look at. Obviously, there's your 2D stick figure, like, all the enemies are 2D as well, so it's kind of like. It's very weird to try and describe, but it does look mm. incredible. Um, there's a lot of things to try and find as well. We spend the time exploring and trying to find stuff. You can find a lot of things. Um, yeah, I did a bit, of, did a bit of wandering around yeah. in the end and found a few bits I hadn't found before. Did you find NPC Town? I haven't got that. No, I didn't go to NPC Town because I kept getting killed going back towards it, so yeah. I know not to. That was... It's so meta, like, you go in and there's, like, an NPC staging area. <laughs> and if you manage to get the key for it, you can go in, you can kind of explore the backstage area. It's just, like, so meta and so kind of, like, oh, my God, like... It, yeah, the big sign on the door saying NPCs only. Yeah. And it, it's brilliant. It really, really is. Yeah, so it is uh, very much very tongue-in-cheek. Um, yeah. Thinking outside the box in a lot of places as well. But um, it, isn't, it, isn't that refreshing? Yeah, I think it's pretty cool as well. Whilst the one thing we haven't had a chance to get going properly just because our schedules haven't lined up really that well mm-hmm. is the online co-op. You yes. can do online co-op with your friends. So I looked cool. into this a bit. Yeah. Because it was some... Well, you could, you've got, like, everything is, like, uh, one use, two use, three uses. I've got this portal thing, which is... Which is... It actually says reusable, which is great, obviously. So you can invite a friend to join your game. Problem is, is that you can only have someone who is at the same part of the game story with yeah. you. That so, makes sense to be fair, though. So. Yeah, but so, yeah, but it all, it also means that, say, for example, I mean, we've had the game a little bit longer. I think so. Same with view codes. Right. Um, the um, there's not quite drop yeah. in, drop out, but it's not going to stop you starting the game from the start with a friend and going through it. No, of course not. Of course not. I that's what we. I think that's what that mode is designed for: playing yeah, together from the start. Yeah, the beautiful thing about that is that you can do that. I mean, I I think yeah, I'd be. I mean, we were quite lucky to be playing it before the embargo was lifted. 
obviously, and uh, that's why that's why Chris only got one video up so far because the embargo only lifted a couple of days ago at time of recording for that. So, um, but it is so replayable. That's the big thing about this game, and it's it's the same with all the Souls games. Uh, how it how it rips so much, but at the same time um, pays homage to. Well, the thing I the thing I found is mm. even though it's annoying dying, you can never blame the game. It's something like, oh yeah, I should have done that. Then. Oh no, you can totally, you can you can totally blame the game, <laughs> but, but you'd be totally wrong to do so. Yeah, because sure. it's like yeah, okay, you should have dodged there, should have used your shield, mm. could have. I think. I was saying, I'm really enjoying this game. And then half an hour later, I was like... You threw your controller I, onto, the, I, I, onto the floor. Again, and I think I'm going to say, like, I'm not enjoying this anymore. <laughs> but I persevered. Bit of a big smile on your face, to be fair. I persevered. And I've got to be... You, you were, like, in the next room. And, I, and all of a sudden, you hear, like, I fucking beat him! <laughs> the first, the, the first um, spirit, as it were. Uh, which, I've got to say... I haven't actually fought one in Dark Souls yet, yeah. so uh, that was something yeah. I have. I can say that I've done this. I haven't done in Dark Souls, yeah. but um, it was everything from like the bonfires, which are, I think they're called braziers in this, rather than bonfires. I think for legal Land, reasons, lands or something yeah. like that. Because like a rest spot. Yeah, but it does. It is very Dark Souls how it how it goes, which is absolutely fine. Yeah. It's homage, but even going even when you like. Because obviously the first time you encounter the spirit, a little bit of spoiler, you open a door, but the second time you go there, there's a fog to walk through, which is what you do in Dark Souls. <laughs> so it's very, very, very um, uh, tribute-paying, in my personal opinion. It's not a rip-off. It, this is a game which... It very much has its own character, its own kind it of sense of style. And... But it also pays homage, and it also pays respect to the games which came before. Because all the games want to be uh, Souls clones or Skyrim clones or things like that because they are successful and they make money. People would always do those just to try and make like a quick buck. They've not done that with this. They've, they've made something completely unique Paying homage. Interesting story. The story is very interesting. We're not going to reveal the story because we want you guys to go out there and play yeah. it because it's gonna, it is out now um, on, I think, all. I think, all. We're going to do that at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going, yeah. I, we will promote more in the end, but... Yeah, you're kind but, of jumping ahead of what we should be doing. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's what I, yeah. I jump back and forth. Um, one of the, like, one of the cool little characters you got is like when you pick up weapons or items, they've got my memories... Yes, so this is unique. And when you get to certain areas, like if you go into inventory, the item will shake if there's something in that area that can. One thing I would memory. One thing I would like about it would be like a little vibration in the control pad for that, yeah. but you can't you can't win them all. Yeah, um, but and like if you manage to unlock its memory, it kind of powers up the weapon a bit, so it kind I, of. I was wondering that because you find a few weapons in the early stages, and I'm thinking like every single one of these is worse than my starting weapon. I'm thinking, like, well, why would it give me that? And it didn't hit me until we got to that point. And it's like, okay, that is now more powerful than my starting weapon. That's an incentive to go and check these out. It gives you more, basically, it gives you additional quests. To, like, it gives you a side quest. Yeah, so it's not something you have to do, but it's a way no. you can kind of power up your weapons as you go. And you'll want to, because some of these weapons 
They yeah. look... They, 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 they don't sound great. They look really, really well designed. And they've got cool kind of special abilities as well, so mm-hmm. they can enhance your your fighting style or Absolutely. abilities. I mean, uh, mind you guys, this is, these weapons, and, and beautiful as they are, are being wielded by a stick man. Fantastic. As you've had it, I've just picked up my yeah. second shield and it, it looks it <laughs> it looks like it belongs in Dark Souls. Not not in the uh, not in a To be fair, I think you can build yeah. a quite a cool armor set, so it's Yeah. It's pretty cool. And for people thinking that oh it's it is it all this low res, all this stuff there is an NPC you come across which is fully um, designed. Yeah, it's not. I'm not saying when you'll come across them or how early it is in the game, but you do come across one, at least one. I don't yeah. know about later on. I think so. The bigger enemies are actually fully modelled as well. So it's mm-hmm. not it's just like the yeah. main henchmen that are kind of yeah, yes, yeah, two D's. It it really is quite clever how they've done that, and you do get quite involved in it. So, um. Um, I mean, we can we can wax lyrical about the gameplay and the story and stuff. We can't without reading too much about the story, of course. Is there anything you didn't like about it? Mm. Um, I, I the things I didn't like about it are all my own frustrations. Fair enough. So I can't really fault the game because it is what it is. It's not trying to be something it's not, which is important. And it tell and from from the get go, you know it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a Souls like game, but you also know it's not gonna be anything like you played before. Yeah. At the same time, so you, you'll have that familiarity, but you've also gonna know this is new. Because I mean, I'm gonna use another franchise for example rather than Dark Souls. Okay, the Batman Arkham series, for example. I'm aware of the series you haven't played. A lot of, if any, um, the first one was that was groundbreaking. Okay, the second and third ones were basically the more the same, just bigger, but they were the same. This and a lot of games have copied the same sort of free flowing combat sort of thing. Assassin's Creed have all copied that sort of Arkham fight style. This, although it's very similar to the Dark Souls um, combat. It's not. And for me, that I'm more inclined to go and play this. I've got this and Dark Souls and it's all in my hard drive right now. Which one do you think I'm going to be more interested in going and playing? Well, I imagine this one, but it's got its own style and also I think... It appeals probably, to you've me. You've probably got the new, the new factor as well. True, but I'm also more intrigued by it because I don't know what's going to happen. Dark Souls, you know the sort of thing's gonna happen. You're gonna come along, you're gonna go along, you're gonna get slaughtered by something or other. In this chest, you get slaughtered by something or other at some point, but at the same time, you've also got a narrator who is. I who hates you. Who hates your guts! Oh my god! Um, I don't know who is the narrator for this, but the guy deserves a medal because he's. I mean, you talk, you're talking, you're news about voice actors. And everything, Chris, I know, but um, 
they heard the voice actor for this um, wasn't being pa- was not being paid enough. Oh. This guy this guy deserved more. Um, I hope that if there is a sequel, he comes back for it. Yeah, like I say, um, I think for me, I think is, I think these are things were being sorted out of the day one patch, but there's like a few things where so the images weren't like as small little glitches, but I think. With the day one patch stuff that we built sent through, like there should be stuff that's all fixed. So, my kind of little niggles aren't kind of mm. anything to gripe about, really. Um, what are your niggles then? I think it's just a couple of bits where kind of some of the voices kind of dropped out in places and like. Um, yeah, but you could say that. You could say that. Yeah, but that was something they were fixing in the thing is like audio issues which they were fixing, so. But the hot fixes can happen with patches, yeah. so that's fine. Yeah, so like I say, it's something I did identify in the day one patch, so... Yeah, that's good. Um, but I think the other thing, kind of like, the... With uh, the rest areas, the, the tether bit kind of threw me a bit. I accidentally walked back to the previous one, um, but I hadn't tethered the new one, so I had to go replay. Okay, it wasn't very far, but I had to play through that part of the game again. Um... So I think for me, it, not playing Souls games before, like I wasn't used to a tethering system or kind of stuff like that. So you uh, you learn quickly. Yeah, <laughs> you so learn I was quickly. Like, so, oh bugger! I didn't really want to do that. I can't just go back to where I was. I was like, no. So no, this, is, this is the thing you see. You you do learn quite quickly with yeah. these sorts of games, but you learned quickly. Yeah. Um. So yes, yeah, so that is our thoughts on Last Year's Nostalgia, which is out now on PC, Steam, and. Xbox. The Xbox, uh, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X. Yes, I believe it's about nineteen ninety nine on the UK. Yeah, which store. I'm thinking about twenty one dollars US. Yeah, I think it's down for twenty four dollars. I know that includes tax and stuff. I think not, but... four tax twenty one dollars. Yeah, so um, would would highly recommend, particularly if you want, especially if you've played Dark Souls and you want a Dark Souls fix, but you don't want to, but you want something different. I mean. We know, I know firsthand from when Stanley Pavel first became available on Xbox um, a few months ago. Uh, it was very popular because it's never been on Xbox before. Uh, and people love how sarcastic the narrator is on that one. Get it for the narrator, if nothing else. If nothing yeah. else, get it for the narrator. But also, as Chris was saying about the multiplayer side of things, it's worth playing with a friend. Obviously, we can't comment on how well it works because we've not, mm. hands up, we've not. Uh, had the chance to get that done, but we, but we've shouted or something. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it would happen on Chris's YouTube channel. Yeah, let's see what happens. But yeah, that is our thoughts on Nostalgia Nostalgia. So if you had to rank it, I think we're going to do it out of five. So it adds up about to a total out of ten. Yes. What would your score be? I am very pleased with this. I mean, I got further at home at the EGX. I grant you only had twenty minutes at EGX to. You've had a couple of hours of it. I, 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 but I needed several hours yeah. to get past the point where I was. Um, at EGX, I would have been happy getting a three and a half out of five. I'm now very happy now to give it a four and a half out of five. 4.5 out of five. Yeah, I think 4.5 is where I'm sitting as well. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I never expected to like Souls like games. I thought. What's all Dark Souls and New Premises pretty much go and die? I thought, no, that'll just frustrate it, I'll hate it. But this game's pleasantly surprised. I think it's the charm and kind of the wit and kind of the fact it's just so kind of 
it's a dark holes experience, but it's just kind of fun as well. Like they they go out of the way to yeah. add fun elements in, so it it almost makes the dying fun. Now your first achievement is you died, and yeah. then you get an achievement for getting an achievement. So it's got like that's poking fun as well. Yeah, so that's brilliant. Yeah, so like the whole development and the whole kind of structure of it is very much. Mm. I don't want to say parody because I think that cheapens it, but it is very much kind of. It's an homage for sure. Yeah, it's an homage. That's what I call yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of like. Uh... So the question I have for you, then, Chris, because we obviously our scores are now locked in. Um, does this mean that you would be tempted to go and play a Dark Souls game after playing this game? That I'm not too sure of. I don't know. It's just the gameplay I've seen of Dark Souls never really stands out to me. I don't know why. Like I just. It does, like, stuff like that just doesn't really grab me. I'm more like Fantasy World and more unique art styles. So, um. This was very much your. Yeah, so this, this is, I think it's a good. Perhaps a good in, good entry point to this kind of game. Yeah, so. Um, so it's a nice introduction. So you get the combat, you get, mm-hmm. like, the experience, but. So if you've been put, like Chris, if you've been put off playing a, playing a Soul style game because of the amount of dying you can do. Um, and etc. I think it's just, like, I think, I think well. it's just visually Dark Souls yeah. doesn't stand out to me because it's very much similar this, kind of vibe to a lot of other this could be medieval set games this could be good in yeah yeah so like I say please feel free to check it out if you want to and massive big thank you to Coat Sync Thunderful Games and Jack and, for, and Jack who was amazing to, to yeah. get guys around the booth and everyone at EGX who yeah. got us around the booth it wasn't just Jack, they're an amazing team. There yeah, the well. team was awesome, so it was and really good to meet the guys there. And there was some more amazing games coming up, which hopefully we're going to be able yeah, to... Yeah, next year about. they've got um, the World of Lana, which is coming World out. World of Lana looks amazing. Which is coming out on is a day one Game Pass game. So. It is, Game Pass day one, that is. And yeah. um, they've also got another one which you're looking forward to. Yeah, it's a game called Worldless, which oh, I went back and played again after our booth talk, so I just fell in love with it. it, it it's beautiful, it's stunning, yeah. and I would recommend people... Uh, yeah, it's one to watch for me next year. Sure. Um, if you like games like Ori, or like the Ori games, like it's you love. very much that kind of vibe, but it's just like an RPG, and like the way the battle mechanic works, just kind of... Yeah. Yeah, I could wax Zirkel on that, and I only played it for about a half hour, but... Um, Enough. But again, we were talking about Lost Hero and Nostalgia in this one, so... Absolutely. Yes, but, but so... But this was the first one we played at EGX. We were impressed with this, and everything after this was as good, if not better. Yeah. And this is good. And say we get between us, we're going to get a 9 out of 10. Yeah, so 9 out of 10 for us, guys. Um, very much worth checking out, I think. So, yeah, please, if you're able to, please do. Um so that wraps up our review. So Matt, what have you been up to the last couple of weeks in terms of gaming? I've been hitting the games very hard recently. Um, obviously, um, not obviously not just Lost Hero of Nasa Jaya. Uh, I've also um, I've been hitting um, F one twenty two. They've just done a new a new uh, new season there's just started. Um, so that's been good fun. Um, I've been dropping in and out of Among Us because it's always fun to uh, to be sus. Um, You're sus, bro. I, indeed. I jumped into... That's the man who's never played it. Um, and it's free on the game path now. There's no excuse, mister. Um, 
I've been, I actually dropped into Animal Crossing for the first time in two months. I know I had to read the whole read the whole place. Do so you have any grass afterwards? There is everywhere. No, there's, there's flowers everywhere. Uh-huh. I park flowers on my island now, so I've got no weeds. Um, I dropped into there. Went to a couple of birthdays there. All good. Um, what else have I been playing? Uh, I did a bit of Tetris ninety nine the other day. Um, I, I didn't get above fifty, which is part of the course. I mean, usually I'm not not great at that. Uh, GTA Online continues to be exciting at the moment because they really have upped um, the amount you can do in free roam now. You haven't. It, it's now worthwhile. You get a decent amount of in-game currency for selling the stuff in sessions and for actually doing the challenges you actually get it actually makes it worthwhile for, for example if you were to get a shark card a 30 a, in, a, in UK it's 30 pounds to get a three and a half million pound shark card right Chris okay that's a lot of money okay but it is we're not trying to sell GTA GTA is sold enough cards no 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 I'm just no, no, I'm just explaining I'm explaining what they've done in the, in the comparatively in the old days, if you were to take part in an event, you would maybe get three grand of in-game currency, which is comparatively small compared to a shark card around. Yes, comparatively. Now, if you take part, you can get you can get sometimes over a hundred grand for some of these events, which is a significant chunk of change, <laughs> and you get. Are you trying to convert me to GTA? Because I don't think it's going to work. No, I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm just saying that GTA Online, now it's ten years old <laughs> and it's arguably it's arguably the best it's ever been. Now, but more and more people come back to it on a regular basis. Speaking of which, I recently I also fired up Cyberpunk the other day as well. Uh, Maybe to download the update, um, but Cyberpunk is now doing over a million people a day playing it. It's, it's had a bit of a renaissance recently since the updates all come through. Since it actually made it work. Well, yes. <laughs> well, yes. CD for the Red, yes, really did, did, really did, did, uh, did screw the pooch on that one. Cool. So that you've had quite a busy couple of weeks of gaming, then. Uh, yeah, and of, yeah. Course, and of course D and D, of course. But that's by the by. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so for me, it's been quite mature stuff. Um, Animal Crossing, obviously, last year I lost guys, taking a couple of days out of this week for me. Um, uh, I've also dived back into Pokemon Legends Arceus, played a bit more of that. Uh, Tetris 99. Um, yeah, a few mixtures of different things. A bit of Smash Brothers. Um, yeah, I uh, had Mary and Rabbit's Sparks of Hope turn up this morning. Um, while we're recording this, actually. While we're so, recording, yeah. Yep, yeah, so uh, a couple of days late because of bloody postal strike. But that is something I'm going to be diving into over the next week. Um, obviously some big releases coming up so obviously Persona 5 is now on Game Pass so can't wait for that yeah, so I think Matt's excited to dive into that and Bayonetta 3 is out next week for me so that's going to be that's going to be amazing because I'm going to be watching your Let's Plays for that yeah sure. yeah. so see how bad I am at Bayonetta that'd be quite, You're quite amusing you not going to be bad at Bayonetta <laughs> but yeah um, yeah some pretty cool stuff going on um Matt, where can people find you if they want to look, off, look for you? People want to uh, have a chat with me, they can do so at Matt at UK, or they can get in touch with us at Game Pod 
where you can find Alex, who's Bud UK, or, or Kerry at Beans. Yeah. Also, check out Dungeons & Junkies every Tuesday and Friday here on VGM. Yeah, so what are you guys up to in the next episode of Game Junkies? I've got to be honest, we are, we are racing towards um, bigger games coming up. Scarlet and Violet coming out from Pokemon, of course. Yeah. And we are continuing the march towards it because uh, we've done all the rankings of arrivals. Now we're gonna, I think we're ranking uh, gym leaders. Okay. Which could be interesting. <laughs> um, there's a few on there which are good. Some of them are terrible. Uh, but there's a lot of gym leaders to go through in such a short period of time. So that might be another two-parter. <laughs> So you guys go pick your favourite from each game between you collectively? Or? Might be that case. Might, might be some arguments as well. Might be some arguments. Or like a top three, like each of you has a favourite and you try to work out which order. Yeah, it's Missy, let's face it. <laughs> Missy's, Missy's the best. Good. Missy's is the water gym, let's face it. <sighs> Who takes electric type to, to, to face Brock? Seriously. <laughs> Never mind. I'll, you'll hear more of a ranting like that on Game Dirty. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who's been listening to the Pokemon. Uh, episodes it's been massively appreciated thank you yep cool so that is Matt my name is Chris you can find me on Twitter at Chris Lewis 37 YouTube youtube.com forward slash Chris Reactor 1 um, yeah check me out in a couple of weeks where I have another fun topic to talk about uh, some more games will come out by then so plenty more just talk about games because we've got a very loaded couple of months in terms of games now so so yeah, might do like a, not entirely sure what my next show is going to be yet, but I'm pretty sure we've got something good to look at. So thank you for listening if you still are. Until next time, see you soon. Bye guys. is a Mass Attack production for Visionaries Global Media.